Do you speak crowd lending? Welcome to our podcast covering the crowd lending industry. Our mission is to provide you with all the insights from this market and help you make informed decisions. I'm Gassen, co-founder and CEO of Acredius. We are a crowd lending platform based in Zurich, Switzerland. I'm delighted to host this podcast and hopefully bring value to all our listeners. Hi everyone, welcome to the episode number 20 of the Do You Speak Crowd Lending. We've been uh, now, uh, I think the last episode was some, some months ago, so today we are honored to have uh, Nuno with us, Nuno Brito. Nuno is the founder and CEO of GoParity. He's going to tell us more about GoParity and a bit more on the landscape of crowd lending in, um, in Portugal and a lot more. So, uh, Nuno, welcome to the show. Thank you, Gassan. It's great to be here. Excellent. So, uh, tell us, tell us more about GoParity, yourself, if you can tell, uh, give us a little bit of a storyline here. Yeah, well, I'm Nuno, of course. I'm one of the co-founders and CEO of, of GoParity. GoParity is actually my, I wouldn't say fourth company, but my fourth um, business initiative. Um, so I'm an environmental engineer by training. Before becoming an entrepreneur, I used to work in the European uh, Parliament as an advisor for energy and, and environment uh, matters. Then I took a big uh, gap, sort of gap year trip around South America, doing some volunteering and stuff. Got came back to Europe. Did a master's in management in Barcelona. I worked uh, with a, in, a, in a research company for a while and moved back to Portugal to work for a large uh, utility on, on renewable energies. And that's actually when the first idea for, for starting something like GoParity uh, came. So we're talking about 2009. Okay. Yeah. That's great. So. What does GoParity do? I mean, I know you guys do impact investing, crowd lending. Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit more about the inspiration behind this. Why going into that direction? Yeah, well, we call ourselves like a, a, a daily finance and impact investing app. And our goal is to bring you know, more of the green side of investing to people's daily, daily lives. The inspiration actually came from this experience I was telling you about when I moved back to Portugal and when I lived in Belgium and when I lived in Spain, I used to have my, my bank account on, on a green bank. <clears throat> and then moving back to Portugal in, in 2009, um, there were no green banks there. It was actually kind of the opposite. You know, it was like peak financial crisis, a lot of corruption stuff. Uh, coming to the surface on, on the banking system. And since there wasn't a green bank, I just talked to some friends. I talked to my, to my uh, stepmother. I convinced her to rent the roof of her small hotel in the southern part of Portugal for me to install a, a, a solar PV uh, station. So we'll, the idea would be we will invest in solar power in your hotel. We'll pay a rent for the roof. So she would get some money out of having the panels there and we would have a decent return on our investment 
knowing where our money was being was being used and, and how it was you know, actually generating interest. We didn't have money enough. I talked to a couple of friends. We didn't have money enough. So we started talking to family and friends around us and people that we thought could be interested. And the proposition was, if you lend us some money, we will pay you back at, I think, 4 or 5% uh, okay. interest at that time. And it was quite easy to get that money. Okay. So that's when we first thought you know, there might be a business, a business model um, around this. We were talking you know, 2009. Then back then we did some research and we found out about renewable energy cooperatives, but also of some crowd lending that was already starting, especially on, on, uh, on the UK. And um, one of them, which is Abundance Generation, on more on the renewable energy crowd lending. I see. Very interesting. Very interesting. And here you are today with Go Parity. You told me a little bit before we start recording that you have big milestones, big achievements, mm. and you have a, a goal to reach in, a, in the short term. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know. This all happened in 2009, and then uh, we only started GoParity actually in 2017. We only we launched our first investment in 2018 because there was no framework in Portugal to work to work for uh, to work with 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 crowd lending. Ended up starting other other companies, and then finally we launched GoParity as a crowd lending for solar power kind of platform. So the Big proposition with GoParity was and still is, but now it's a broader. But the goal is that you, as a citizen with as little as five euros, can lend money to companies that are um, looking for funding for their sustainability project. In 2017 or 18, it was solar power. In 2019, we launched our app and we shifted to us to an SDG sort of approach so potentially any project that contributes to the sustainable development goals of the united nations could be funded with with um, with cooperity a long time we've been you know, of, of course growing but when we've really seen the uh, bigger fast faster growth is after the the, the pandemics in 2020 <clears throat> Interesting. So the pandemic had a good effect. Yeah, to give you just a, um, so we, I, we also hired in that time. We did some technological leaps. So I'm not sure, you know, if it's, we, we cannot totally correlate it to the pandemics only. But before the pandemics, our largest investment per month, so the total raised in one month for projects in our platform, I think was around 180k. And in September, after the pandemic, so the first the summer of 2020, mm -hmm. uh, we raised 300,000. And then from the 300,000 from September, we had consecutive best month until March or April the, the year after. And nowadays, nowadays we're raising, um, I think, regularly more than 600,000 euros per month. For sustainable, for sustainable projects, and we have already done pro one month of more than eight hundred thousand, two months of more than seven hundred thousand. So we have 
actually grown in investment capacity, but also a lot in, in users. We now have more than 20,000 uh, registered users. And by the end of 2020, we had 3,000. Wow, congratulations, really great milestones. Uh, thanks. <laughs> and, and so the users only, uh, where, where is the scope? Where are they, where are they based? <laughs> Yeah, so user-wise, of course, there, there's um, around 85% in Portugal. We have more and more presence of Spanish and Italian users. Okay. And then there's uh, Brazilian and then Dutch and German. We have investors from 65 different uh, countries in our wow. project. Wow. S still in the EU or...? You said no Brazil. Uh, no, no, if it's 65, 65, it's uh, all over. All yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. Because do you need like a, a particular license for non-EU investors or no? No, not for the investors. So for projects, we can fund companies um, in all the European economical area that would be the European Union plus some neighboring countries. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, for investors, you can have investors from, I think, 174, 176 countries in, in the world. So it's almost all over, almost all over the world. We have, we have funded projects outside of Europe, but there needs to be a, a European counterpart. So let's say you have a holding company. I can give you an example. Our projects in Brazil and in Colombia, they're actually owned by a company in Sweden. I see. And they invest in solar power in Brazil and in Colombia. We have the same thing with solar power in Uganda with a company that has a, a Dutch shareholder who is that's the company that, that's being funded. Same thing with Ecuador and, and Peru with, uh, with the UK and Germany with Kenya. Interesting. So tell me more about these projects. What are the factors you guys take in consideration? To, to have to know if they are eligible for funding and go parity. Yeah, so we have we call it um, sort of a um, called a triple due diligence. So we do first of all a due diligence on the company. So to know you know what's the financial condition of, of the company and decide whether we fund them or not and what's their risk rating. Uh, then we do a project analysis where we see the viability of the project itself, so what the money is being used for. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the project is the company, right? If you're starting, let's say, an yeah. eco resort, the, then the project is the company. Mm -hmm. But if you're a shoe factory and you want funding to buy solar, solar panels, then the project is something separate than the company. The company will still do whatever shoes they do, but they're going they're, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. to to fund their, their solar panel. And then there's the <coughs> sorry the, the impact analysis, okay. and that's where we verify what sort of positive impact do they have? Does it outweigh the the potential the potential negative impacts that the project has? Um, what sustainable development goal they they measure, and then we quantify it. So we have um, several KPIs, but six standard KPIs. And every project should contribute to at least two or three. They are the CO2 emissions that are saved, the kilowatt hours of renewable energy or energy saving that, that is generated, mm -hmm. jobs created, people impacted, <coughs> sorry, communities in, empowered, women in leadership position. Mm -hmm. um, 
and hectares of biodiversity protected so many different things that does that play a role on the credit risk assessment of the case or not really that's more on the no the credits unfortunately is is still very standard so sort of the game sort of same kind of analysis that the regular investor would do i see i see interesting so i mean when you speak to these let's speak again about the investors and what are the arguments? What what do you guys tell them that uh, that make them you know invest in crowd lending and what makes crowd lending or marketplace lending attractive to them? Well, I, I think the basic common thing here is our you know it's, the proposition is the money for good thing, right? Is okay. You can use your money to do good stuff, and then. There are different fields on, on which we communicate. So, one of them, for example, is transparency. Mm-hmm. So, we try to communicate clearly on an unbiased manner, on an unbiased manner, mm-hmm. so that you can know exactly where your money is. And with and, and we offer that, but you can get to choose the company that you want to invest in, the, the exact project you want to invest in. But then there's another one that is tangibility. So it's not just about knowing where it is, it's about knowing how much work your money is doing. Mm-hmm. And we use this, these KPIs and metrics that we try to make as easier to understand and to relate to as, as possible so that people know, you know, I've put a thousand euros on this project, it'll make me this much in interest, but it's also having all, this, all, these, other, all these other benefits. I see. Then there's um there's a there's of course the um, the more of the, the the financial side of it because we can actually give you a decent profit on on, on your money. You know, our average interest rate now in in all projects is five point five point twenty five uh, percent uh, per year on an average three point six years uh, maturity. So. so the average portfolio, let's say, if anyone invested in every project, mm. would be would be a, a really good, a really good portfolio. I think. Interesting. Um, other aspect that is interesting: we have a very low uh, non-performing loans uh, perspective. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry, uh, percentage. Percentage. So yeah. It's just just below one one percent. Right. Which is much smaller than the average. Mm. Bank. What is what is what is the average loan duration? That's three point six year, three point six years. Okay, okay, okay. So it's still like it's not too long, it's not too short. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, you know, you know, it's one of our one of the contradictions of working in this space is okay. we all know that sustainability needs long term thinking, you know, but. <laughs> No one likes to think long term when it comes to return on their investment, right? Exactly. Yeah. So we so we try to to mix yeah. the two, and sometimes we have a short term. We also know that people, if you're going to invest in a short term campaign, that there's another good one that speaks to you in some way, uh, that is open at the same time, and you'll probably not put all, all the say all the eggs on the yeah. same basket, and you place a few. Eggs on the on the other more long term sort of of, of mm-hmm. campaign, and then 
we have beautiful stories of, of impact to, to tell. Uh, interesting. So, I mean, how do you see, now that they are really in the middle of it, uh, how do you see the future of impact investing? You know, to be, is it like, as you said, like everyone wants sustainability, but they want, they want it to be short term and then you tell them that, but this is long term. How do you see it from your perspective? So in, mm. in, in 10 years from now, in 20 and 30 and 50 years from now, where will we be? Well, I, I'm very optimistic to think that the, the, the same words, sustainable investing and impact investing won't be needed, and won't be needed anymore uh, by then. I think it will actually become mainstream and money will actually only be used to work for good. Because what, what, you know, what, what is wrong is that we need to have this, this sort of terms. So you, you like, 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 like ethical banking. <laughs> so, what, so what does that mean that all of the other banks are not ethical? You know, we're talking about basic values, you know, and you know, but, uh, it's, it's, I like to think that in, in the future, None of this will, will be needed, and you know, the financial system, like the energy system, they were built to serve us, the end user. And somewhere along the way, we lost track of that, and other values took over, and 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 it was all servitized, and and we don't, we're not the ultimate beneficiaries anymore. Uh, uh, uh. That's what I mean. Was. And I mean, I. I I think for then crowd lending for this type of investing is kind of like really one of the best ways to do it, right? Because it's it's the crowd, it's everyone. You can really have a community around mm -hmm. it, right? So that's yeah, what the, yeah. That's part of the conversation with the companies that get funded with us too. Yeah. It's a, and a lot of them already perceive that value that it's it's not only about having or not more competitive uh, um, cost of capital than, than what a bank would give you. It's also about you know standing for the democratizing the economy. It's about raising awareness about what your company is doing and and you know and 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 inviting people to join. Very interesting, very interesting. I mean speaking of of sustainability, uh, I think there is a, a question that everyone uh, wants to know here. Um, what is your favorite fruit, no, no? <laughs> and, and don't tell me it's anything not sustainable. <laughs> uh, well, um, fruits, I'm not sure everybody was, is, is really wanting to know that, but... <laughs> ah, you never know. I would have to go with a guilty pleasure that I have actually mitigated lately. So it would be mango. Mango. And mango is, of course, not the most sustainable fruit to bring to, to Europe. I was but, so sure about it. <laughs> but but uh, there is actually quite some uh, mango production in Spain now. And it's and it's a really really good mango. I mean, it's of course not as if you pick up a mango from the tree in Brazil or Ecuador, but it's pretty decent mango with a much smaller uh, environmental footprint. 
I, I will take it from you, you know, definitely better than I do. But yeah, mango in Portugal, I mean, sustainability. Let's put it this way. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Nuno, do you have anything else you would like to add? Um, well, maybe just that, that you know, we're on, we're on, a, we're on a, a fundraising stage now almost. We, we expect to be, launch, be launching our equity crowdfunding campaign within the next two months, probably. Oh, cool. We're going to do it on, on, on Crowdcube. So, of course, if I may leave this message, I would, of course, like to um, invite everyone who is listening to consider becoming a shareholder of, of Go Currency and you know, keep democratizing economy with us. Excellent. Thank you very much, Nuno. Wishing you all the best with the future developments and the fundraising round. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to us. And whenever you have a question to Nuno, please feel free to ask it directly to, to us, to Nuno directly. And thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks a lot, Cassian. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks again for staying with us until the end. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media so you never miss an episode. Please don't hesitate to send us your questions and comments at acredius.ch. Thank you.